Hi, this is Ed Eagle, and I'm here to talk with the Enrons about your new favorite song, It's Fine. Welcome to your new favorite song, podcast brought to you by the Enrons. Each week, we will feature a recently released song from an independent artist. My name is Bernd Dennis, and I'll be your host. Today, I'm speaking to Ed Eagle about his song, It's Fine. Hello, Ed. You know, it's, it's nice to finally uh, see you and, and meet you in person. We've kind of known each other for a while now, so it's really cool to put a, you know, a face uh, and, yeah. a, and a voice and all that to you. Yeah, and, and I have to say, I'm, I'm looking at your Spotify profile right now, and uh, you look a lot less uh, serious in person than you do on, the, on your Spotify page. Uh, yeah, right. So before the interview, I send the guests a list of questions from which they can select three for me to ask them at the beginning of the show in order to get to know them better. So here's the first question for Ed. Your spouse or children or whoever Came in the room, and which website did you click away from? So I, I heard your interview not long ago with Yah, and she's one of our moderators for the New Artist Spotlight. So absolutely, without a doubt, the New Artist Spotlight website. My family would be like, "Come on, Dad, seriously? How how many times?" Because I put a lot of my extra free time when I'm not with family and not working into New Artist Spotlight. So it would be that. Right, okay, because we're going to come back to the new artist spotlight in just a minute because that's uh, something quite uh, quite important that we share. So the second question is, have you ever been told you look like someone famous? Who was it? So you can't tell now because I normally have my head shaved and I've been I've growing my little uh, my little covid uh, haircut here. Okay. But normally I have my head shaved and yeah, um, mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all got a little bit of that. So, and I've been shaving my head since the '90s. So back then, I looked a lot more fit, probably than I look now. I'm, I'm a pretty large person. Uh, Ed Norton from uh, American History X, oh. minus all the uh, awful, all the all the uh, awful, you know, swastika and all that terrible yeah. stuff. <laughs> so, yeah. So none of his beliefs, but I, I used to get that a lot, a, a lot. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can quite get that. Yeah. Great <laughs> film, by the way, American History X. Love that film. Wow. Just brilliant. Because Ed Norton was in. What else was he in? He was in something else before that, and it was kind of a bit of a softy character, you know. And then all of a sudden, he came into American History X. It was like, whoa! Yeah, really his different. first film. Yeah, yeah, his first film. Um, now I can't think of them. It's one of my wife's favorite films. Uh, it was before Fight Club. Why can't I think of it? With Richard Gere. Uh, Richard Gere is his lawyer, and he is—he's uh, actually—he's actually a bad—he's like a psychopath the entire movie, but. Let's not tell him what movie it is, but at the very end, he won an Academy. He was at least nominated for an Academy Award for that film. It was his first film. It was his debut. Okay. So Ed Norton's amazing. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's brilliant. brilliant. So, Ed, come to the third question. <clears throat> when you die, what do you want to be remembered for? Great dad. That's all. That's what I'm most saying. A great dad, a great husband. So how many, how many kids have you got? My biggest thing. How many kids have you got? I have three children. Three children. Three. And they're all school age... Yeah, 12, 10, and 7. Oh, that's still quite young. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how are you dealing, how are you coping with uh, three kids in the house in COVID time? Yeah. 
They've been uh they've been homeschooled. They're actually going back to school a week from Monday. Well, only one of them we're gonna we're gonna keep two home. Um, they they they're not comfortable going back, and I don't blame them. It's a you know it's a tough man. This is a tough time to be a parent, not only because of the homeschool and you know parents are saying, uh you know the kids are in my hair, but you know we we've got to keep in mind also our kids are gonna grow up with through some strange times, and they're gonna have some fears that no that no other generation since you know. The turn of the previous century it had so it's, we're gonna have to really watch closely how they interact with others and how worried they are so that's a whole i mean you know my songs about mental health and, and i actually have a master's in counseling believe it or not even though i work in sports my <laughs> master's degree is in counseling so i'm very keenly aware of, of mental health and my own children and i don't want to get too far into it and private stuff but yeah that I, it's something we have to keep an eye on so it's uh it's a tough time it's a tough time to be a parent you want to make sure your kids are safe you want to make sure they're mentally taken care of so you know you're trying to balance between yeah uh making sure they're healthy and your whole family's healthy and that they're not you know doing mental damage long term because of this isolation well i mean i i i know you have quite a um uh well that's how like like this i I know something that's quite uh, big in your life is is this the question of mental health um Mm -hmm. your other podcast was on about struggling with mental health uh, your whole life. Um, so I'd like to get into that a little bit. Um, what I wanted to also say is that I also uh, re- heard and you know read, read a lot about this issue. And when your kids feel loved and they're in a safe environment at home, you know they have this uh, safe place to come to. Then what happens in the outside world hasn't really got that much of a big impact. You know, if they feel safe mm-hmm. and in in their own environment, then they can pretty much handle quite a lot of what's going on outside. Is when they don't have that, and that's the people that really are having a problem now. Uh, you see that in, in the Netherlands, we have this as well. People, kids who are one of the big concerns is kids who don't have a safe environment at home. You know, who are really suffering. This is an amazing Bernard. You have just made an amazing segue into our into our interview. Yeah, uh, well, I'm... <laughs> so so I didn't have anxiety issues as a kid. Amazingly, I played a lot. I, I played sports all the time, even organized or unorganized. Was constantly running, very into sports, very like into athletics. So I feel that I burned off a lot of that negative energy. But yeah. safety at home, amazing thing you talk about. So my parents had me when they were teenagers, yeah. and I come from a place uh, that used to be a major steel producer, and and for the world for World War II, we made a lot of the steel that was used in the war. And by the 80s, uh, early 80s, the mills had shut down late 70s, 80s. So people in my town were became very poor. Uh, I think there's a lot. There are a lot of it's in, outside of Pittsburgh. I'm coming from a town called McKeesport. Oh, yeah. And if you look it up, it's like the seventh most dangerous city in the United States right now, which tells you something from such a small town. So I grew up there. And when I, my parents were, were divorced when I was about eight, when I was nine, someone broke into our house and pulled a, had a gun on my mother and I, threatened to kill us. And... So I've, I've been dealing with that since I was a little kid. My house burned down when I was in my fraternity house when I was in that in, in university. I was in it the night it hurt. Now we had our, our chimney fell through our roof when I was seven, almost related where I would have been minutes earlier. Like I've had some crazy stuff happen in my life for a kid. I never really processed it. Yeah. I never even told my mom that I was awake when that happened where the guy broke in was threatening to kill us until uh, cause I was in the same room. Uh, we were watching a movie, had fallen asleep on the main floor, wake up. And then there's someone there with a 357 Magnum, which is a very large gun. Yes. Even if you're a kid and you don't know what it is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I didn't tell her that until after I was in university. Like, I kept it to myself. So those are the kind of things exactly that cause kind of stars later. And again, like I said, I'm, 
pretty big. I'm pretty outgoing. I'm from a tough area. So, you know, you have to be tough. You can't, you can't let in any kind of fear. You have to be, you know, you can, it's not like today, you know, where people can say, Hey, you know, I'm dealing with this and struggling. Yeah. They'll be like, you know, flip off. Who cares? Yeah. 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 yeah we're all, dealing, we're, we're all dealing with this. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I think we're about the same age. Uh, you know, I'm 50 this year. So, uh, like I'm a little bit older than you are, maybe. I don't know. No, I turned 50 in three weeks from today. Okay, well, happy birthday already. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, we, you know, growing up in the 70s, there was just not the uh, the openness to share what was going no. on. I mean, it was. I mean, in the UK when I grew up, it was very, very closed. You just even now, it's you know, everybody talks about the British stiff upper lip. You know, so there's no mm. talking about feelings or. Anything, right? We didn't right. talk about anything, you know. The conversations I have with my son, I couldn't not imagine having those conversations with my parents when I was that age. So, Absolutely. <clears throat> so, I mean, we were talking that's part of the song, you know. That, well, I, t- I was, you know, I'm going to segue <laughs> nicely into the song. <laughs> You're good at this, You're really good at this. <laughs> well, I do know, you know, I kind of, yeah, well, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. Although, I, I uh, no, I'm not kidding, you are. I, I quite enjoy it, you, uh, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, but I mean, the whole topic of the song is mental health, you know, um, you know, why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? You know, that's, that's a big part of it. So uh, maybe you could take us through a little bit about what your inspiration to write the song and how you, how it came about. Yeah, it's, um, so a couple things, uh, leading up to it. So we have something here in Canada. I live in Canada now. I'm originally from the States, but I live in Canada. I'm a dual citizen. I've been here for almost 15 years. And about five, seven years ago, they started this thing. There's a company uh, called Bell. They're a large media company here. And they started something called Bell Let's Talk. And they had a few Olympic athletes who were well-known. And they said, you know, I deal with anxiety and depression. And we need to talk about it. And they had some uh, a famous sportscaster up here. And it, I, it's amazing how something like a hashtag and social media and a few commercials can kind of change. It kind of flipped the mindset mm-hmm. of Canadians and how they talk about mental health. But that's still, you know, just the tip of the iceberg. So for me, I, like I said, I grew up poor, really, really poor, put myself through university, have great, gotten a great job, great wife, you know, who's, who wasn't raised, like I was raised in one of the, you know, wealthier parts of Canada too. So we live a nice middle, middle class lifestyle, yuppie, upper middle class, the pool, all that kind of stuff. All right. So you would think that, you know, if you hear the words of the song, got a wife, a boy and two girls, two dogs and a cat, what a wonderful world. It's... so when I wrote the song, I, 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 it wasn't just autobiographical because I was inspired by other friends because the second, second verse, you know, all my, me and my friends were all the same. We live the life to play the game. Yeah. We crack a smile to hide the pain. We take the pills to keep us sane. I, everyone I know, not everyone, I shouldn't say that because my friends and family listen to this are going to be like, well, I'm not on antidepressants. <laughs> Let's say a large, a large percentage of the people that I know who seem to have, you know, have their shit together and have a great life and everything that we all look for. It seems, you know, the, you know, the, the American dream, they call it over here in Canada, the Canadian dream, whatever. And, uh, and we're still, that's why it's so stark. I feel, I feel like the, from the verses to the chorus, I try to make it almost two different songs. And then, so why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? It's why it's like my voice is so distorted and all that kind of stuff. And so we can, we can dig deep into why, the verses they get a little more off time. If you notice, if you listen to my voice, is a little bit out of tune in some parts. Yeah. That's all. I mean, you, you know, it's on purpose. Like it's it sounds so upbeat and happy, but everything's a little bit off. 
and it gets a little, little more off as the song. Each verse is a little more off until the end. It's like a rock song. It's heavy and it's, you know, uh, I tried to make it so that it build, gradually builds to the screw, you know, the end, the, the scream, scream at yeah, the end. Yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah. Because I, 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 well, I, maybe get into a little bit, a little, little bit uh, is, is the mixing and mushroom because that was, that's quite a specific special process that went through with the the whole new artist spotlight uh community yeah so, but uh, before, so can we just park that just for a second <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, sure. uh, you know you just reminded me about that but uh, you know about the song you know it's like you don't somebody who has mental health issues uh and uh, in fact mm. the people that i've spoken to that have got mental health issues often don't come across as somebody who has mental health issues you know Absolutely. So, um, what's how does that influence the way you write music and the way you are as a person? Yeah, you know, I think um, I think the the thing that it probably would surprise people is if you met me in person, I'd be the very last person. I mean, I think just even during this interview, I lost your video, by the way, for a second here. But I think just uh, even in our interview, I don't think I come across as someone you would ever think struggles with anxiety or depression yeah. like it just doesn't seem and it's not it doesn't happen all the time it happens rarely but when it does happen it's debilitating you know and um so how does it impact my i don't know man that's a that's an interesting question how does it impact my writing i think it impacts everything i think it's just part of who i am um oh man i think me talking about it is part of who i am more than having like it's not like i'm someone who struggles with mental health issues all the time or i'm not you know I'm not on a lot of like drugs or all that kind of stuff. Um, I find that talking about it is extremely therapeutic and it gets rid of the stigma. And for me, as someone who always has tried to put on a persona of, you know, I got, um, I got my shit together, you know, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm successful, that kind of stuff. I think that in itself is, is beat you down because, you know, that trying to put on a persona, be someone that other people want us to be that kind of stuff. I think it's, most people can relate to that. So a lot of times when you see people um, who have, you know, so-called mental health issues on television, they're represented as people who are skittish mm-hmm. and, you yeah. know, are, are unreliable and all that kind of stuff. That's, and that's what the song is, is trying to show you. No, these are the people that, these are the, this is the, your manager. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is the manager at your office. This is the CEO. I've talked to so many people since I've kind of, you know, it's almost, I've, I've come out, come out a little bit. It almost sounds like, you know, a bit, you yeah. know, coming out of the closet or something like that with mental health. But it almost feels that way because, you know, you grew up like us in the seventies with the stigma that there were stigmas about being gay. There were stigmas about mental health. It's, it's just, listen, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's okay. It's, it's just like any other, um, you know, physical amount your brain is, is, you know, it's, it's a part of your body. And sometimes it's not going to be, it's not going to be working at a hundred percent. Let's try to get it. Let's try to get it better. If you had a broken leg, people wouldn't, you know, think less of you. They would try to help you heal your yeah, leg. Yeah, exactly. So I try to think of it that way. Do you, do you find that um, music or creating, creating or music specifically in this case, but in any kind of creation helps you out of that uh, when you're feeling anxiety or depressed? Or is it so bad that you just don't even get to write anything or you just can't be bothered? Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't, it doesn't get so bad. It doesn't get debilitating. I haven't had like... Um, so I had at one time, I used to be a, a baseball writer uh, where I would travel across the United States and cover a specific team, the Pittsburgh Pirates. And I would get, live in hotels and travel with the team and cover the team all the time. 
in baseball, for those outside of the U.S. who don't know, uh, it's a 162-game schedule plus a 30-game um, spring training mm-hmm. schedule. It's basically every day from the middle of February until the end of October if your team makes it that uh, through the playoffs. And it is a massive grind. And I would sometimes get... Uh, so one season, I lost like 35 pounds because I couldn't eat. My anxiety uh, manifested in not being able to swallow, pro- afraid that I was going to choke. That was my thing. And um, in driving, I started getting really anxious about driving on high, on major highways. In, in Toronto, we have some pretty crazy highways here. And when I first moved here, you know, and then a combination of life experiences. I had my I had a, my father died right before I moved to Canada. And there were some some big radical changes. And and in psychology, there are there is a scale that measures um, stressors in life. And I think the number let's just use a, a generic number of one hundred. If you if you reach these certain things you got a scale uh, you got to 100 points then you were considered highly um likely to be stressed out and i think at this one point when i first moved to canada it was like 468 or something <laughs> like i was so far over the chart so i started that's when i started getting uh i started really feeling it then too um i've kind of gotten it more under control over the last uh, several years but to answer your original question man this uh making music and uh new artist spotlight has completely helped me um with that for sure absolutely like is it more stress yes because you know i'm trying to do have a job and a full-time job that's that's busy and it's a lot of work and i have a family that i'm trying to be a great dad and great husband and i'm doing this and you know how much goes into new artist spotlight that must go into it just by seeing how many times you see my name in different places talking about things so yeah is it stressful yeah but it's kind of a there's a you know pot of gold at the end of the rainbow when you release a song that you're proud of And that's, uh, you know, that to me is, that's worth a lot. So I'd like to go into that a little bit because um, you touched on a couple of subjects that I think are really interesting for me. Um, we have this new artist spotlight, um, which I'll, I'll go to, and also um, how, you, how you use that, or uh, I, I used it, not the right, and how that um, enabled you to craft this song, particularly. Um, <clears throat> I think it was really, really, really cool. Um, for the people who don't know what New Artist Spotlight is, I'm going to let Ed tell you <laughs> about New Artist Spotlight um, and what it's about, and uh, a bit, bit about the community. So, what 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 was the the, the initiator? What made you start it up? What is it? What is New Artist so Spotlight? It, tell so New Artist Spotlight is a uh, it's an Let's put it this way. It's going to sound super fancy, but it really is. It's an international community of uh, independent artists who work together to build each other's fan bases and promote each other. I think that's the yeah, easiest yeah. way to, to say it. So what started it? It's an interesting, it's a really interesting combination of events that led to this. So my best friend from the U.S. is a, is a musician of some renown back in Pittsburgh. He's opened up for LL Cool J, Rage Against the Machine. He's a bass player. He's been in some bands that were like right before signing it. They yeah. just like so many tens of thousands of others who are incredible musicians who just missed it, who just were yeah. so close. They were on local radio. They were kind of local celebrities. Bet my best friend since university. We've been roommate. Basically, anytime that I haven't been married, I've been we've we've been roommates. We're buds. We're yeah. best buds. My brother. He's my god. He's a godfather to one of my one of my kids. He's my best man. Like this guy. He's known me forever. He's like, you got all these here. I'll show you. <laughs> He's like, you're buying all these fancy guitars. <laughs> Whoa. How many? Why don't you... <laughs> uh, a lot. I mean, a I've lot. got three on the wall so behind me. Well, and I've got... No, hold on. One, two, three, four, five. Plus a ukulele. 
So too many to not be making music. So he's like, you need to start making music. He he once called me the the greatest waste of talent he's ever known. So I appreciate that. I took that as a yeah. as a compliment. <laughs> so he's like, you know, make some make some music. I've been playing guitar since I was fourteen. So he's like, you gotta you know make a song. So I had this the song, the team that was in my mind. We were on vacation actually, my family and I. So this tells you exactly when I wrote the team. And the uh, the the first impeachment hearings were happening, and I, I was just so disgusted by both sides being so full of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm anti-Trump, by the way. I'm If you don't like my music because I hate Trump and don't listen to my music, that's fine. I could care less. He's the biggest piece of crap that's, that's ever happened to America. And I was a Republican until the day Republicans nominated him. I became an independent that day. I changed my... my pub. I, I still vote. Even though I live in Canada, I still vote. Yeah. I'm, I'm involved. Um, so, but, but the Democrats were full of shit, yeah. too. And that's what bothered me. Like, I saw their reaction. And I saw the way Pelosi was acting with other people and celebrities and stuff like that. And it was just... I was just fed up, and I wrote I wrote the lyrics. If you know the yeah. song, it's, it's 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 pretty much like they're all snakes in the grass. They're trying to stab you in the back. Like, don't believe them. So I was inspired to write that. It was a, like a stream of conscience. I wrote it all, all the lyrics. Like I was laying in bed about to fall asleep, and the lyrics came to me. And I wrote them all down. And then the next day, I, I started recording them. I had a riff from a long time ago that was kind of I built the song around. Anyway, you know, a few weeks later, I had very little experience of engineering or, or anything like that, but I recorded the song. And my best friend was on a, um, a message group for, for Personas. And uh, for, because he's, he's been doing some engineering too in production. And he's like, there's a contest on there. There's a guy from um, uh, Sound on Sound Music in uh, London. And uh, he's having a contest like, a, like Save Your Demo or something like that. He's like, I think your song's good enough. He, he might pick it up. And there were a bunch of people who left their, their songs in there. And I left mine. And some people were like, hey, this is pretty good. You should try You told the guy to do it. So, the guy did it, um, and I didn't hear from him for like over a month. It was when COVID first started. I know you guys were in lockdown. And it was pretty bad there. I'm like, God, I hope this guy didn't get sick. I mean, not even beyond the contest. I just haven't heard from him. So suddenly, uh, in my ma- in my mailbox, this the team arrives and it's completely produced, and I'm blown away. And I think, wow, this is my you know this is my one yeah. shot. I should do it. I'd hoped actually. My 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 goal was okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna join a band before I turn fifty. Okay. And I was for this is I was still not quite 49 yet. And I I I'd planned to meet up with this band actually. I swear it was so funny. The day before um Trump's big speech here to start closing things down. I the next day, that was a Thursday, I believe. On the Friday, I was supposed to sing with this band. They had invited me to come sing with them and, and jam with them and stuff. And I didn't go because of the COVID thing. So that's how funny. So I'm like, okay, let's 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 make this let's make this uh, uh, like a Spotify a recording artist. I don't need to be in a yeah, band. I don't yeah. need to play. I can, I can play every instrument myself. I can do everything. So I, I have this, this great mix and uh, I have a song that I think, you know, I think I'm pretty harsh critic. And I think this is a legitimately decent rock song. It's not a bad song. I think it's, you know, I think it's well worth listening to. And um, couldn't get anyone to listen to it. I, 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 you know, my family and my friends and I was sharing it with them and I was getting like five streams <laughs> a day. And I'm like, What's the use? Like, what's the use of doing this? So I uh, I got on, I think, Submit Hub, yeah. and I started doing follow for follows. And then, you know, I, I would put my song uh, and people would say, oh, it's a nice song, but it doesn't fit our genre or this or that. Basically, what I realized was unless you were paying for placement, you're not going to get put on a decent playlist unless you're very fortunate. And I probably I'm on I think I'm on 50 playlists yeah. right now. And I think besides New Artist Spotlight, maybe two or three. Yeah, let's let's give let's say four give me like legit streams that will make any kind of real difference, you know? 
that just happens to believe the way it is because I don't want to pay. Like, I don't want to pay for placement. I'm, I'm very much yeah. against that. So I have a background of being a leader. I actually was a college professor uh, and uh, I ran a leadership department at a university before I joined my baseball job. So I thought, let's put these leadership skills to use. Let's 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 see if these because I also thought I'm 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 a person who's you know I'm a grown up I'm a grown ass man I've had some levels of success yeah. in my life I don't want to pay for this what what chance of these kids because a lot of the you know probably seventy five percent of the people that you and I are working with on a daily basis are you know yeah. twenty five and yeah. under or thirty yeah. and under what chance do they have you know they have no chance they they, they do this great work and then they're stuck with no one to listen to it unless they're willing to pay tastemakers and and or whatever you want to call them. And like, this is absolute bullshit. So I started doing follow for follows and I just created my own playlist, New Artist yeah. Spotlight. And I'm old enough now that I have friends who are in bands, like friends whose kids, sorry, are just getting out of your that they're in bands. So I put them on the list at first and I started doing some follow for follow on Submit Hub and I would throw people on the list and say, hey, if you stream this list for um, once, once during the week, this is like last May or June, once during the week, then we'll... I'll keep you on and we'll grow our numbers together. We'll grow our followers and, you know, we'll, a community. Yeah. We're going to be a community of artists. I'm never going to charge. I'm never going to, it's always going to be fair, you know? And man, you saw, you saw yeah. what happened. Yeah. Well, I think I was there exploded pretty early. Yeah. Exploded. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, well, maybe after the summer holidays or something like uh, end of August or something, I was there pretty quick uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I have the same objection, you know, I mean, um, I have well, there's a band uh, that I know very well here, and they're really good, you know. And they're, you know, they're the kind of band that I think, you know, they they got a break, they they could really headline festivals and stuff like that. But I mean, Mm. there are so many bands, you know, and they they at one point they paid for streams, paid for follows, and they've got a huge spike, thousands and thousands. Yep, and and that was like two years ago. Now they they they've got no streams it's like it's just not sustainable you just got to be keeping pouring money into getting onto playlists because the chances that somebody's going to pick you up is very very limited you know? and uh what i like about the new artist spotlight is that the streams aren't really so important you know because in terms of what they actually give you in terms of money i mean it's, you know, it's not no. about the streams, you know, it's not about because you can't. No. Yeah. I mean, I pay my, I think, you know, what I get, what we get on Spotify streams, I can pay my Spotify premium account, you know, quid <laughs> 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 pro quo, you know. Um, but, exactly. But it's, it's learning um, and everybody's got tips and there's, there's a lot of support, you know, and if you need any help or whatever, mm-hmm. and there's always somebody around. And that brings me on to the next subject. Uh, very nicely is the uh, you know, bringing tying it back into the song that we're talking about. It's fine. Um, one of the cool things I think you did with New Artist Spotlight is there are a lot of people on that platform, on in that community, who mix songs, master songs. So you mm-hmm. did something really, really special about that, didn't you? So. Yeah, so kind of, uh, the, I think you might be a little bit off on it because I didn't actually use any oh, of okay. theirs. Uh, so Sovereign, DJ Sovereign from there, he and I have been working on it for a long, for a while. <laughs> this, as any of the mods know, I sent them demos of this song when I was still in the, like, I got the idea for the song in the swimming pool in Canada. We don't swim for very long in Canada. So that was yeah. August. 
So I ran out of the swimming pool and I, I typed into my, uh, or I talked into my phone exactly my ideas and that kind of stuff. So that was late August. So it took me six months or whatever it was to five months to finish this song. So I was just about done with it. And DJ Sovereign uh, is the, was the main producer of the song. Uh, mixer engineer, I would say, not the producer. And uh, we were basically done when we when I had the idea for the mix master contest. And I thought it needs to be, uh, if we're going to make it fair, I'm like all about fairness. I try to make everything as fair as possible. I don't want, I don't judge people's songs. I don't, because, you know, wh- who am I to say what is good or what yeah. isn't, you know? I know I, some people don't like Radiohead and I'm thinking, how's that possible? Some people don't like the Beatles. Uh, it's <laughs> it's like, possible. how is that possible? <laughs> my, yes, my best friend as one of the best musicians I know who loves music from every genre. He just said the Beatles never, never touched him. You know, he's never, never felt it. So, hey, so who am I? Who am I to judge? So I, I, I looked at it that way. So back to the mixing contest, I thought it has to be fair. So it has to be a song that's kind of uh, multi-genre. So and I felt like that song, there's a rock, there's a rock yeah. part at the beginning. There's almost like a disco-y dance part in the verses. And then the choruses are like synth kind of thing, you know? So it was like, okay, everyone can have a chance to kind of shine. And it had to be a song that people didn't know, right? Yeah. If so, if it's going to be fair, they said, I'll start from, it can't be like Billy Jean or something that everyone's heard, you know, their whole life. But that's to be something they didn't know. So I thought, my song. But then I also didn't want to be like, okay, wow. Now Ed, Ed's in charge of New Artist Spotlight. Now he's using this to, to get a free mix and master. So instead, what I did was I actually gave my own money yeah, yeah. to the winner. I held a contest that, that way we were doing it. So I gave my own money to whoever won. Here's the ironic part. Here's the, the best part I love about it. This, is, this, this will tell you everything you need to know about New Artist Spotlight, this story here. So I wasn't quite done with the song. I wasn't 100% happy. And I did hear some things in the Mix Master contest that I liked. And um, so I asked if anyone, if anyone did anything in their contest that I liked, I would ask, hey, do you mind if I use that? And, uh, and I said, but I want to do it myself. I don't want anyone else to use it. And, and I, don't, I don't think I really took anyone's ideas specifically, but, but I did have like Charles, who wasn't in the contest, Charles from our uh, New Artist Spotlight. Uh, he had an idea about putting a, a crash on the one when you come back mm-hmm. from the bridge, from the silence. And there's yeah. a crash. I'm like, that's freaking genius. Yes, I love that. So there were subtle little things like that that I, I did get out of it. But um, so anyway, uh, it wasn't quite done because Sovereign is just as busy as I am. We were having a hard time meeting every two weeks to try to finish this. But uh, Raven Paradox, who is, is another artist on our uh, New Artist Spotlight, he uh, has actually been um, featured on a Spotify curated playlist. And he, he gives us a lot of the credit yeah. for helping him get there. And he he had mastered a couple of my tunes before, and he was like, you know what? Hey, I'll help you finish it. He helped me finish the song, and he did the finishing touches on it. And I wanted to give him money for it. He said, no, I'm not going to take money for it unless I win the contest. Yeah. And then he won the contest. But of course, I had nothing to do with that because it was all um, everyone's name. No one yeah. even knew who was in the contest except for me because I kept it all anonymous. And uh, so listen, but this is this is new artist spotlight right here. He wins the contest. And then he still won't take the money. I'm like, you have to take the money. He's like, I want to donate it back to Nass. You guys are doing such good stuff for everyone. He's like, I'm like, no way, man. You're taking this money. So I refuse to accept it back. But I felt like that's kind of like the esprit de corps of Nas right there. You know, people work together. They're happy. It's not about making money. I, I do song reviews um, to make money so that we can have uh, our, our website and that kind of stuff. And all that goes back into the, into yeah. the kitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? In case we want to do advertising someday. Or I paid for extra um, Apple... Um, like if you got a family plan, you could pay 15 bucks a month, but I did it so that a few of us can do like a little Apple project to try to get on there. So 
besides that, I, I feel like money, I don't know, it spoils, it spoils the, I think it's a bad, I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep money as much out of NAS as I can. Now the mix master thing, even that, like all we're doing is saying these people who were in the contest and they did a good job. We will, we'll say, we'll put our name behind them being good at doing this. Do not include us in the money part. We don't want to know anything about the financial arrangements. They've agreed to charge our artists less than they would charge other people because they're trying to help out the community. But I don't want to hear any spats or that kind of stuff or I'll take the page down. I just feel like it, it's, you know, I'm so, I'm worried about bringing money into it yeah. because I know well, artists are broke. I wasn't implying that you use them to get your mix, your master. What I meant is, because uh, I know you already had mm -hmm. with DJ Sovereign, I know you were already working on that song. What I think is really great about right, that right. is that you highlighted to many of the people that are in that community that there are, uh, we're all musicians. We all, I mean, we, I do my own mixing and mastering, but not everybody does. Um, and to have a song mixed and mastered, you know, you, you're talking hundreds of dollars, if not more. Um, yeah. So to make it affordable, you know, if you have a community of people, you say, these are the people that do this and they will agree to do it for the community for less than they would anyway. And, and that, I think, is the, the real spirit of the community. It's not, you know, uh, it's not you, 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 you profit from it in any way. It's, this is... Right, this is absolutely. A really, I, think I, thought, I thought that was a really, really great way, especially because it was completely anonymous. You just listened to the tracks and you said A or B. Do you like A better or B better? Well... It's completely subjective. <laughs> literally, it was A or B. A or That's B. it. <laughs> you know, um, and the way the competition was organized as well made it uh, cool because then people got, you know, uh, got a lot of people. I think a lot of people got involved in that in that uh, in, in that contest. Oh, yeah. And it also highlights these are the people you can also listen to. I don't know if you did that afterwards. If you mentioned who's on that page, whose mix is whose. Because then you could find that. That's a you know I don't think I did, but I think they're all on the they're on our mix page. They're on the the mix page we have on the site. I don't think I labeled them. I didn't want to. You know, I besides Raven who well, won. Well, the thing I is, I didn't want to. I wanted to make sure is, it was. I'm just thinking I know about it now, now because yeah. if you go there, you listen to the to the mixes. You can say, oh, this is the one that I like the best, or you know, this is the, right. So yeah. you can say, ah, oh, that's the person I want to approach if they'll mix for me. So uh, I wasn't sure if that was mm -hmm. on the site or not. I didn't think it was. The... No, that's a good idea. Which now I wish we'd have done it. But also, I don't remember who was <laughs> AB and all that kind of stuff each day. But we kept it anonymous. I tried, man. I tried to be yeah, so but, well, fair. You could, I know. I mean, you could just I'm put, not trying to pat put those extra on, on anyway. You don't have to, you know, if you know yeah, who they're could. from, you don't have to say who's AB. But what I mean is, on the site, uh, you could say this is this person and this is the song. This is their. Mm -hmm. Their song, so you can listen to examples of somebody else's mixing and say, "Oh, yeah, I like the way they did that," or because they're all the same yeah. song. So you've got to kind song, of uh, right, yeah. uh, you take the subjectivity out of it. It's like this is this is the song. This person did that to it, and that person did that to it. So you can say, "Well, I'm looking for I don't know snappy drums, or I'm looking for a fast attack on my guitar." So right. that's the person I want to go to for that sound. Yeah. No, I like it. It's a good idea. Yeah, I think you should. Uh, I think you should message Charles on Discord after this and ask him to put them all up there. He's always looking for extra work on the <laughs> yeah, website. Yeah, because he's not got enough to do. <laughs> <laughs>
Right. So that's so the, the, I mean, the new artist spotlight is is something really, really big. Um, and there are a couple of people that have come off of that. You know, that uh, have hit the, the 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 Spotify playlist. So what else are you planning, mm. or what else is the you know what else is in the in the offing? So yeah, we had actually our, our sixth uh, sixth artist got added to a Spotify created list uh, today. How amazing is that? Seriously, Bernard. Like, can you have even imagined that whenever you join it after the yeah. at the end of the summer? You know, it's it's really yeah. it's incredible that with when you look at the gigantic sea of artists that are releasing songs and how incredibly difficult it is to get on a Spotify curated list, and now we're up to six. And I think it's only gonna. I think it's just gonna. I think the more we have within our group, the more it's going to grow because yeah. we're all connected, right? We're really connected. When you go to our radio stations now, some people think that's a bad thing. Well, I'm connected to someone who's not in my genre. But yeah, okay, you might be bringing other people who would have never heard your music. And how many people listen to one genre? And is that the, I don't know, is that the fans you want? Someone who listens to one genre of music? That seems like a pretty shallow no. listener, but hey, yeah, whatever. Well, you, know, I mean, you know, I mean, if you, uh, if you look at the pod, this podcast already, I mean, I've had, from every single, every you know, from 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 heavy metal to uh, you know light pop, from to everything you know, singer songwriter, everything's been on there because it's mm. what I like, you know, <laughs> right? And, right. and you know, and I hear a song and I think, oh, that's a cool song, I like them, and and you, know, you approach it, and right. most people are fairly uh, happy to come on, you know. I've had a couple of people I've had to prod a little bit, but uh, more because they're nervous, but you know, right. People, you know, there's a lot of great music out there. And that's the thing I really like about Spotlight. There's a lot of really great music. Nobody's listening. You know? You know the crazy thing, too, that I've noticed? That I, uh, for sure. And I, I, and I, if you go on our, if you go on our uh, webpage, newartistspotlight.org, Newater, there's a plug, and you go to the team, it says the team, ironically enough named, because that was the song that started the New Artist Spotlight. But if you go onto the team, you'll see all of our moderators they're from everywhere. Not only are they from like every, like so many different countries. So, you know, uh, Tanya's a doctor. She's just finishing yeah. up her residency right now. Um, uh, Sovereign is a, is a chemical yeah. engineer. You know, we have people who are just incredibly, uh, who are, who are really um, doing great stuff outside of music. But I, I, I don't know. It seems like people who are drawn to the new artist spotlight, who are into it, are the kind of people who are hard workers driven, you know, and they want to, they're going to do what they can to succeed. They're not waiting. I, I know it's, and I'm not, I'm not throwing this at any specific generation or young people. I think it's every generation, but it's certainly a lot of people who, who put their song on Spotify. It's like, okay, now listen to me. Well, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? Like that's, let's, you got to do some work. So anytime anyone wants to join new artists, like I'm like, we're not a stream team. This is not leave it. And you know, we don't we don't accept payments and we don't accept people who aren't put like you gotta the stream is one thing and I think you've seen it's like the it's the yeah. lore to get people on okay everyone needs stream but now when you get in there you're like holy shit they have a podcast they have interviews they have reviews they have AMAs with people who are either like have been signed to major labels or work for a label who have been put on Spotify curious like we target everything to try to help new artists for free you know what I mean I, I'm trying to do like a like a one stop shop of free for, for new artists you know that everything as long as you're willing to bust your ass and help us grow then you're in and we're going to help you and, and you're going to see you're going to see your followers go up you're going to see your streams you're going to see all that kind of stuff that gets you on the algorithm 
but you're also going to learn. And you asked, well, where are we going next? Um, I had the idea recently, um, like two days ago, about uh, always want to make it sound better. I think if, if you remember, even since the end of summer to now, the quality of our of our songs too. We've got it; just sounds good. I mean, if you listen to our our, our playlist, it's good. It rivals yeah. radio stations. It's good. It's freaking good, man. It's good good music. And I thought, okay, how do we even get better there? Okay, we must have people who are, especially now during COVID, we must have people who are music teachers who can teach guitar, who can teach piano, who can teach singing lessons. We must have pros. I know the people we've had on our list too. It's an interesting combination of a lot of you know early twenties people who are just getting their start. And a lot of people like our age who have like who have some you know have some success perhaps had some credits on their uh, on their resume and have done some pretty impressive stuff. So it's a cool combination of folks for sure. And I've already had a, I put the feeler out the other day or yesterday I think for uh, if you're a teacher let me know. And I've already had people who are you know even people who are like you know I can help them in a DAW. I, I teach uh, master classes in uh, this specific DAW. I'm like great. That's another way. How do we make it look better? How do we make it sound better? How do we, you know, and that's my thing. I want to try to just try to help us find new ways to get people curated because we, we talked about money. I know I'm jumping all over the place here. I don't want people to ever think they're going to make money off New Artist Spotlight, uh, but I want to make it so that we all make yeah. money off Spotify. That's my goal is that we can get on Spotify and it'll more than pay for our monthly uh, subscription. I want to, the more people get on there, they know they're gonna. You're gonna get streams. I know. I, I forget if it was Raven Paradox or we've had a few, uh, obviously, people who've been on the playlist. And, and one of the guys, uh, I can't even think who it was now. They said they bought their home studio because they still got they got put on a Spotify playlist, and they actually had hundreds of thousands of streams almost overnight. And they bought their home studio from it. That would be cool. I think that's kind of like I'm not looking for anyone to be, you know, if someone makes it from, to be famous from our list, awesome. That'd be awesome. You know. And I, I, no one will be happier for them than me because I'm not trying to be famous. I, I'm, you know, I just want people to hear my music. I try to write songs that are kind of like social critiques, maybe. And I don't feel like that are, you know, I kind of put, I think I put that in my bio that are, aren't talked about in, you know, in certain company. You know, I want to talk about the, the, you know, the absolute stupidity of a two-party system right now in politics. How it's either A or B, like our, like our mix contest. That's how we're going to run <laughs> the world, A or B. You know, uh, and. uh and also in mental health and not talking about mental health issues. So that's kind of the stuff that I like to write about, but that's not going to get you on a top 40 hit or anything. That's just, yeah, I'd like yeah, people yeah. to hear about it and say, Hey, I get it. I get it, man. I get what you're talking about. Thanks for writing that. Like that's the kind of, that's what I want. But you know, if I could get on a Spotify creative playlist and they could buy me a home studio, yeah. I'm in, you know, yeah, I'm just like anybody like, else. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's a, it's a little bit of a holy grail at the minute. Eh? That's all Spotify curated playlist. Um, uh, so that's one of the things yes. that I quite like about the the community. Actually, uh, I'm kind of coming away from uh, the whole streaming thing. Um, it's nice, but you just you know, unless you blow up, unless you get on the spot, but then what's you know what's going to happen? You can't you can't really live off it, even if you get hundreds of thousands of Spotify streams. It's still only equates mm -hmm. to actually a monthly you know a month not even a monthly salary you know it's really peanuts right. um but what i think the most you know where we want to concentrate on is try and get kind of more dedicated followers you know people who interact with us who like our music right. and want to grow with us and uh that's something you know the, this community is is very good at doing you know finding mm -hmm. i found a lot of people 
within the community that I have kind of still contact with, you know, that the uh, right. So we are each other's first fans. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we are literally we have a, we have a top twenty. <laughs> did a collaboration with Bernie Stone yeah. uh, for Christmas, you know, and uh, I yeah. met him. Yeah, we're we're our first fans. Yeah, yeah, we're it. We're it. We are the first fans. We are a fan base. You know, people say, "Well, you're just streaming each other's music." Yeah, I'm listening to it too. Yeah. You know, I'm also. We have a top twenty. I know. I know your songs. I know you know my yeah. songs. Like that's. I think one of the most important things that we ever did is Nas. In, in my opinion, from the very beginning, and I think that we almost take it for granted now. When we started this, I was Ed the baseball guy, you know, and um, Sovereign was Sovereign the chemical engineer, and Elion was uh, Elion uh, who was a physical therapist, you know. And now we see each other as musicians. We're art. We're musical yeah. artists. We don't have to beg people to listen. To, we we treat each other as musical artists. We help each other grow as musical art, musical artists. We identify ourselves as we have our jobs and we also have, we're, we're musical artists. And I, I believe that, that 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 mindset really impacts the way you you know approach your art and how you want to make music. It inspires you to make better music. It inspires you to okay, man, this this playlist is getting really good. My song. You know, if you hear my cover songs are kind of like goof-offs with friends mostly. That, that yeah. um, even I hardly count them. You know, and I hardly even count them as as songs. They're not well. They're not as well produced, and they're just me not using nearly enough auto tune or anything like that. So it's just very, it's much more <laughs> raw. But I, you know, I, I wanted to get more stuff out there. But now I'm like, I feel such a pressure. Like, okay, don't you got to put out stuff that's like that can compete with what we're all putting out there now? Because I feel like we're pushing yeah. each other yeah. to another yeah. level. I feel like it's it's a pushed up. We're taking yeah, 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 certainly. So, I mean, we'll come to the, you know, the, the next bit is we're talking about what you're going to be doing with NAS in the future. And what are you going to be doing? What's the, what's coming up? You know, what are you planning? What are you doing right now? What are you com- what, are, what is coming up from Ed as a musician? Not as uh, a NAS. So right. What's your well, musical uh, journey? What's the next step on your musical journey? My aspirations? Yeah. Um, um, I don't have any uh, originals in the, and I, like I said before, they hit me. They yeah, like hit me yeah. at once. And I have, like, I have a lot of riffs lying around that I'm sure if I'm hit with the proper, uh, something hits me. But, you know, it's, I don't want to write a negative. So we're all stuck in COVID, yeah. Bernard. And I don't want to, I don't want to be a, ne- I don't want my songs to be about, you know, bitching about things, <laughs> you know? I'd like to have some positive. I want, I want the next one to be a little happier. But so I have uh, my friend that I did, uh, Doc of the Bay with. I think we're going to, we're going to, we work, started working on, um, the acoustic version of Plush from Stone mm-hmm. Temple Pilots. It just fits my my vocals. I can actually sing that song without... Uh, that kind of really hits my vocal range. I'm going to do that one, I think. And my best friend that I mentioned before, he's getting really quite good uh, at engineering and mastering and, and mixing and that kind of stuff. And I did a song. I did a uh, Gary Clark Jr. I've done two. The, church, the song Church that I did is a Gary Clark Jr. Yeah. cover. But I did one before that, actually. The first song I ever recorded on my DAW, um, Next Door Neighbor Blues. And I, I uh, it's just basically a demo, but I think he's going to remaster, like do a real, like legit remaster, remix mix it for me. I think that one of those two might be next. I'm just going to put out covers until inspiration hits me. Again, I'm, I just want to stay sharp, I guess, is, is the best way to say it. Okay. So and, and when we can try to keep an eye on you, where where we got to look? What's the best place to get, you know, to find you, to follow you, to, to you know, to, to see what you're doing, to what you're up to? So besides uh, New Artist Spotlight, New Artist New Artist New Artist Spotlight dot org, uh, you can also find me at Ed underscore Eagle underscore Music at Instagram, and just Google Ed Eagle. You'll 
you'll find me there. That's my real name, by the way. Someone asked me before if that was a stage name. And you can actually look up the articles that I've written, the baseball articles that I've written and stuff like that too. It's it's oh, all that's there. That's your real name, Ed Edward Eagle. It's my real name. Edward William <laughs> Eagle. You, 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 you must remember Eddie Eagle, Eddie the Eagle. Oh my <laughs> God. Man. You wouldn't believe, you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Yeah, and also Fly Like an Eagle from yeah, yeah, the yeah. 70s uh, Steve Miller yeah. band. Eddie the Eagle. There's there are a few hockey there's a hockey player from Toronto who's named Eddie his nickname was Eddie the Eagle. The National Rifle Association's mascot is Eddie the Eagle. So there are a lot of Eddie Eagles. Oh, okay, because the one I'm Eddie. talking about, of course, is the is the British Oh yeah, the ski yeah, jumper. Yeah, the British oh, yeah. ski jumper. The only Eddie the Eagle. Well, I'm gonna... Oh Bernard, I got a great story real quick while we're on this, okay? <laughs> So my, my wife and I are in uh, in Bradenton, Florida, where uh, where we met, where the Pirates had their, uh, my baseball team that I covered had their spring training and her parents had a place there. And this is just recently, we're at a, we have a rare night out at a, at a, at a dive bar on, a, on the beach. And we're there, a couple of British ladies are sitting next to me and older ladies, probably in their late sixties, retired. And we're, you know, I'm a, I like to shoot the shit with people regardless of who, mm-hmm. who they are while we're talking. And. And I came across a name, and I'm Ed, and I, my, somehow my last name came up. They're Ed Eagle. You're Ed Eagle. <laughs> so I, they had, so they took a selfie with me as I held up my ID that had my name on it, and you know I covered my yeah, address yeah. or whatever else. But I'm holding my ID that says Ed Eagle, and I'm, there's a selfie of me, and I'm also like I said, six four. Yeah. I'm a large dude around these two old ladies holding my, uh, I'm holding my ID, and they're smiling and pointing at my ID like they're with Ed Eagle. So I, I, that was quite. But funny. His, his name's not actually Eagle, huh? <laughs> no, no, he's just, what is his name? I can't what remember. is his name? I'm not sure what the last name is. Eddie something Phelps like that, yeah. Like I can't that. remember. It's been a long time. But uh yeah, that's that's the the glory days of British ski jumping. <laughs> 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 I think he came in 90th out of 56 or something. <laughs> 84, yeah. right? Sarajevo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know, anyway, Eddie the Eagle. Amazing, amazing, amazing bloke. I mean, you know, <laughs> it just was indomitable. He knew he was going to be last, but he yeah. still performed. He still still did his jumps. And I think he, he, he went, went for it. For it amazing, for amazing. It. Really inspirational. So, Ed, before I uh, kick you off for the evening, uh, I know you're a busy guy <laughs> and, so, you know, it's quite late here. Um, what I always ask at the end of the show, of the show is... What are you listening to now? What's the new music that you're listening to now that you think this is what everybody should be listening to? This is my favorite song at the moment. Could be one or two or three. Wow. But is it a is a brand new song? Uh, like a new song? Because you're putting on an amazing on the spot. I work with 250 new artists who are putting out new songs all the time, and you're asking me to pick one. That <laughs> I don't think this is a fair question for you. <laughs> well, I don't ask fair questions. I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well played. Oh, yeah, come on. What's... You know what I, You know what song I love? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you one. Um, and it's my wife is a huge music fan, but she's not as huge in the NAS, but she appreciates yeah. what we're doing. Uh, I, I'm going to say uh, two songs, both from uh, both from uh, Canadian lads right around right around the way. One is uh, it's Bartender by Evan Thomas. His voice, my wife loves that song. Of all the songs on Nash, she loves yeah. his singing. He's a he's a Nash guy. He's uh, from uh, 30 minutes north of me here. He's been with Nash since the beginning. 
It's a blues yeah, rock song. It's bad as hell. His yeah. voice is bad as hell. So I would say Evan Thomas. And um, anything uh, by J.H.M. You can find him. J. Period. Oh, yeah, H. Yeah, period yeah. M. This guy, he's actually my brother. Ah. And after many months, after many months, he decided to, to join NAS. And, I, and he has jumped in head first. He's a mod now. And he's, he's kicking so much ass. And he's always been so prolific, man. This guy writes a new song like every three days, and it takes me six months to do one. And I, I'm trying to get him to slow down a little bit. I'm like, you don't need to, you know, let's let's get this, let's get this one, like, let's pimp the shit out of this song. Let's make it all the bells and whistles. So he's actually working with, uh, I don't know if I should be talking out of school here, but he's working with Raven Paradox on uh, on um, producing, uh, mixing, and, and mastering his his latest song that's uh, about to come out. But anything by him, JHM is really really good. I'm not even sure which one I'd pick. Any of them, just look up JHM uh, on. Uh, I'll, I'll, on I'll put the one that's on the, on the list on the last playlist. I can't remember what it is at now. He had two, two in the. He has a two in the top twenty this week. So I'm not just you know talking about my brother-in-law because my brother-in-law. He's he has he has two songs yeah, in our top twenty just, this week on. Uh, on so yeah. nepotism's fine, you know. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, um, yeah wait till you hear my son's song my 12 year old son he's gonna be amazing on that right? okay right well i'll have to keep keep an eye on that right <laughs> for the future yeah. kidding kidding so ed it's been an absolute uh, absolute pleasure talking to you thanks very very much indeed for taking the time i know well, you've been you, uh, awake since three o'clock this morning <laughs> Every day this week, so uh, I really, really appreciate it that you uh, that you made the time to come and talk to me, and uh, we'll uh, we'll chat on the NAS community. I, I gotta say, this was really good. This is I, it was really enjoyable. I felt really mm-hmm. at ease. I enjoyed talking to you. Obviously, you did your homework. You know your stuff. I what fans behind the scenes don't know is uh, we switched the time, and when we switched the time. I forgot to double check the things you're supposed to do before you're on the podcast. So I came in here flying completely blind and I'm not, I'm usually a really organized person. So I felt like total crap about that, but Bernard has not held it against me. He's made the interview work very smoothly and I haven't felt like I've uh, neglected. So yeah, I'm you're really, really welcome. It's really it's great, great to have you on. And uh, well, we'll keep in touch. Certainly. But, uh, okay. Yes, so thanks very much. And uh, speak to you and on. Take care. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you come away with an appreciation of the creative process and, more importantly, found your new favourite song. All of the songs featured in the show are on our Spotify playlist, the Enron's New Favourites, and you can find all the links mentioned in the podcast in the show notes below. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please follow us on your favourite podcast app, And you can support us to keep the podcast independent and ad-free by signing up to our Buy Me A Coffee page. This can be a one-off donation for the price of a cup of coffee or a monthly subscription for less than a cup of coffee per week. Our monthly subscribers get access to our private Discord channel where you can hang out with other fans of independent music. Next week, I'll be talking to Stefan Kessler of Home Steve Home about recording acoustic guitars and his collaboration with his daughter on the hauntingly beautiful song, Shine On Me. Thanks for listening, and see you next week.
got no place to hide. Why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? Why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? Why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? Why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? Why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? Why do I feel like I'm losing my mind? Why do I